Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. There are things within the paranormal realm that I can accept. There are things within the paranormal realm that I cannot accept. There are things within the paranormal realm that I haven't got a clue on, so I'm stuck in the middle and don't know which way to go. Tonight's subject is one of those things where I don't know which way to go. I lean toward shenanigans, but I also realize that I haven't had a whole lot of experiences, so I don't know. I don't know what the reports you know, what caused the reports that people make on tonight's subject. And tonight's subject is black-eyed children. Hi, this is Terry from Texas. This is episode number 35 of Terry's Mysterious Moments. I'm glad you're here to listen, and I really hope you enjoy this show. It's probably not going to be a very long one simply because there's just not that much information on black-eyed children. Let's go with what we've got and see where we go with it, okay? According to Wikipedia, black-eyed children or black-eyed kids are an urban legend of supposed paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes who are reportedly seen hitchhiking or panhandling or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. Tales of black-eyed children have appeared in pop culture since the late 1990. Going on from Wikipedia, said the supposed origins of the legend are some 1996 postings written by a Texas reporter named Brian Bethel on a, quote, ghost-related mailing list, unquote, relating to alleged encounters with black-eyed kids. Bethel describes encountering two such children in Abilene, Texas in 1996 and claims that a second person had a similar, unrelated encounter in Portland, Oregon. Bethel's stories have become regarded as classic examples of creepypasta, and I will explain Creepypasta later, and gained such popularity that he published a FAQ, F-A-Q, quote, just to keep up with demand for more info about the new urban legend, unquote. In 2012, Bethel told his story on the reality television series Monsters and Mysteries in America. He wrote a follow-up article for the Abilene Reporter News, describing his experience 
and maintaining his belief that it was legitimate. In 2012, the film Black Eyed Kids was produced with Kickstarter funding. Its director commenting that the Black Eyed Children were an urban legend that's been floating around on the internet for years now. I always thought it was fascinating. A 2013 episode of MSN's Weekly Strange that featured reports of Black Eyed Children is thought to have helped spread the legend of the internet. During one week in September 2014, the British tabloid The Daily Star ran three sensationalistic front-page stories about alleged sightings of black-eyed children connected to the sale of a supposedly haunted pub in Staffordshire. The paper claimed, quote, a shock rise in sightings around the world, unquote. Alleged sightings are taken seriously by ghost hunters, some of whom believe black-eyed children are to be extraterrestrials or vampires or ghosts. Science writer Sharon A. Hill was unable to find any documentation of black-eyed child encounters, concluding that the tales were passed on as Friend of a Friend, Ghost Stories. And a while back, I was talking about urban legends and mentioned a man named Jan Brunvand, who collected a bunch of the urban legends that are told. And he refers to a lot of them as FOF stories. That's Friend of a Friend stories. So I don't, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend of mine. So this science writer Sharon Hill considered the legends to resemble typical spookly excuse me typical spooky folklore stories such as the phantom black dog where the subject is not supernatural and there may never have been an actual original encounter the website snopes.com lists this phenomenon of the black-eyed children as being simply a legend. Now, I told you I'd tell you what creepy pastas are. Uh, some of you already know. But creepy pastas are horror-related legends or images that have been copied and pasted around the internet. These, cre- these internet entries are often brief, user-generated, paranormal stories intended to scare readers. They include gruesome tales of murder, suicide, and otherworldly occurrences. According to Time Magazine, the genre had its peak audience in 2010 when it was covered by the New York Times. Some of the evidences of creepypastas in mainstream media are the fictitious Slender Man. And Slender Man really gained popularity after the 2014 Slender Man stabbing in which a 12-year-old girl from Waukesha, Wisconsin, was stabbed by two of her friends. The perpetrators claimed they wanted to prove the Slender Man skeptics wrong. After the murder attempt, some creepypasta website administrators made statements reminding readers of the, quote, line between fiction and reality, unquote. So that tells me that they realize that what they're doing is fiction, and that people should not take it too seriously. There are other 
notable creepypasta characters in stories that include Jeff the Killer, Ted the Carver, and Psychosis. In May of 2015, a company called Machinima or Machinima Incorporated announced plans for a live-action web series curated by Clive Barker titled Clive Barker's Creepypasta. The term is a portmanteau of the words creepy and copypasta, a word used on 4chan in 2006 to describe, to describe viral copy and pasted text. So that's what creepypasta is. I've heard creepypasta used in various TV shows that I watch to include NCIS and others. There's another site that lists 16 terrifying encounters with the black-eyed kids. And as I read the stories, I find it very odd to truly believe many of them because it seems like the, the stories came in after the black-eyed kids became popular so people are reporting things that they've seen on the internet so why don't we have a story to to go along with it the person that collected these stories is named chrissy stockton and these 16 stories were put on the internet apparently november 15th of 2013 it says the black-eyed kids are a folk phenomenon of people having strange encounters with kids whose eyes are entirely, entirely black, who insist upon entering their vehicle or home, and who seem to ooze an overwhelming sense of fear and panic. She says, as a fan of paranormal talk radio, I've heard hundreds of encounters with the black-eyed kids, and I'm fascinated each time. So I searched Reddit for some stories to share with the new audience. These were by far the creepiest. And she goes to list 16 stories, and they are, su they are titled such as Midnight Caller, A Lady Gets a Knock on Her Door Late at Night, Her Dog Reacts Badly to It, the the lady goes to open the door and the dog just freaks out, starts barking and growling and everything. Um, she looked outside. There are two kids standing outside her door. One was looked like an older teen female, and the younger one was three or four. She said, and they always seem to wear hoodies, which kind of says something to me about that whole concept. They asked to be able to come in and use the phone uh, to call their mother. And it's not a, they usually don't ask to use the phone. They usually say things like, we need to use your phone. I have to come in and use your phone. And there's, there's not much politeness attributed to these children in these stories. She says that she hadn't even opened the door yet. When she finally did open the door, both of the kids were looking down, and the older one said, we have to use your phone. And they usually give a story of our, our mother is worried about us, so we need to call our parents, something like that. There are times when people see cars 
just down the road, like there's someone waiting for them. So I'm not sure if it's a maybe a thing of thieves that's operating, trying to get inside the house. There's another story called Bus Encounter. A uh, guy works as a security guard, and he's got a suit. Uh, he's wearing a suit. He's got a briefcase, and said he's a regular guy, look regular looking guy in his twenties. What struck me about him at first, he says, was that he was chewing a cigar, not smoking it. You can't smoke on the bus. So I was just looking at him while he stared out the window and chewed his cigar, and all of a sudden he turned and looked at me. His eyes were pitch black, just as you described. Said as the guy turned around and looked at him, he got real scared and got up and left. Uh, went up, sat behind the bus. Said uh, he looked back, and a little bit later, there, he was talking with some girl they'd gotten on the bus. And he was thinking that he, the guy was having fun with him and he had just had a pair of dark contacts. So, but he wasn't sure. Uh, another story is about Halloween. This lady lives in North Texas. She doesn't believe in the paranormal. She doesn't believe in ghosts, demons, or aliens, or whatever. But she says, I did have an event that happened to me on this Halloween that I have to admit has me scratching my head. And then she goes on to say that the trick-or-treating was basically over in their neighborhood, so her husband went on up, took a shower to go to bed, and she was sitting there watching TV, and she was watching some of the ghost shows on television, which she said she enjoyed watching them. Um, she said, like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story every now and then. And it was Halloween and all. So it was after 9.30. They hadn't had any activity at the door in over half an hour. It was getting late, so she turned the porch light off and let the dog out of, the cra out of her crate. Uh, she had him in the crate so that in case they opened the door, the, the dog wouldn't rush out to play with the kids at the door. 10 o'clock, the husband goes upstairs. And it was the Thursday night, so he had, he still had to get up and go to work the next day. Uh, their teenager was out with friends at a local haunted house. So it was just her and the dog. Said, now just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a bit. Suddenly there was a knock, knock, knock at the front door. And she thought, really? Go home. It's 10 o'clock. But then she said, why the knock? Because our doorbell glows in the dark, and without the porch light, it would be even, even more obvious to anyone out there. Went to the door. There they are, the two kids. And the kid said, ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? She said, don't you have a phone of your own? You know, what kid nowadays doesn't have a phone at the age of eight? The kids looked at each other like they were going to say something to each other and said, turned around and said, man, my cell phone battery doesn't have any power left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone and my brother's scared. Well, she doesn't let him in, but she watches through the door and they walked out to the street light and stood on the street light but stared back at the lady's door. Well, she called her neighbor across the street and as she saw her neighbor come out and, and come to the street, she walked outside. Well, the kids were gone, so have no idea what that was all about. A lot of times these these uh, 
children, when you reach for the phone and actually turn the phone on, they'll take off. They'll disappear. There's one where this this is a, a kid. He said, I was 12 in 2008. I had my one and only encounter with the black-eyed kid. He said he was waiting for his mom outside of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup. About 15 minutes had passed, and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my car. First, I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked my way. It wasn't anyone I knew. At this point, I wasn't scared. The boy walked over to my side of the car and just stares. I think they let me get a good look at him. To freak me out, let me tell you. If you've never seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Pupils were black as the night sky. Boy whispers, you must let me in. And then I locked the car doors and ducked down into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. When my mother got in the car, she told me a boy with black eyes had come into the hairdressers and insisted for my mother to give him the keys to the car. She refused. Thank God she did. Now, I'm thinking there's a lot of common sense here in some of these things. People just look at these kids and go, no, you, I'm not going to give you a ride. I'm not going to let you use my phone. I'm not going to let you in my house. You know, that's just something that's not asked anymore. You know, early, before the 50s, before the 1950s, you could probably knock up to some, walk up to somebody's house and knock on the door and ask to use the phone, and they'd let you in to use the phone. Uh, it happened to me back in 1981. I was visit, trying to visit a girl down in Houston, but she didn't tell me exactly where she lived. So I was driving around what I thought was her neighborhood, and this man was walking home from work, and I... I said something to him and you know in greeting how are you sir and we got to talking and I told him what I was doing and he said well my daughter goes to this school maybe she knows who you're looking for and the daughter did the daughter gave me a number and allowed they allowed me to use the phone and call the girl the girl's house and I got directions on how to get there so it does happen but in these kind of situations, when the kid looks weird, I wouldn't let anybody in my house either. There are there are other stories on this website. I'm not going to go through them all. Um, I'll just give you some of the some of the uh, titles. Well, that was the Halloween one. There was the one with the kid sitting in the truck. Um, hold on, I'll get to them. This uh, this whole concept of black-eyed kids, uh, there's one story named They Just Stared, um, is, is really odd because the reports didn't start coming out until this reporter told his story. And I think it's very much like the Vanishing Hitchhiker stories where you hear the story about a single person driving down the road and there's a beautiful girl standing on the side of the road and he stops and picks her up and, and she says, can you take me to my house? Well, the guy is overjoyed. Sure, I can take you home. Gets there and he, he she doesn't want him to walk her to the door, but he has loaned her his, his jacket because it was cold. So she gets out of the car and goes up to the door. He drives off. Well, 
he comes back in a day or two to re retrieve his jacket, goes up to the door, and the woman says, there's no young lady here. There, there hasn't been in some years because it was my daughter, and she was killed in a car wreck on the night of her prom, whatever. And she's buried just down the street in this cemetery. You look for her name, and he, she tells him his name, her name. He goes to the cemetery, walks up to the the plot, and there on the gravestone is his jacket folded up, hanging over the deal. The thing is, almost everybody has a story like this, no matter where you're at in the United States. And same thing with these black-eyed kids. You've got this story here is trick-or-treat. Well, it's Halloween. Could be somebody's just playing a prank. It may not be. I don't know. Um, here's one that's that's titled, Every Story I've Read About Them is from Someone Who Already Knew About Them. Yeah, that's my thing. You hear about it, you make up a story, you tell it. I've known people that have done that for years. So it's it's kind of odd to be told that you really ought to believe this. This one is titled, No, You Won't Be Calling Anybody. So the incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. Um, being naive and new to city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never again after this. First thing that should have tipped me off about the peculiarity of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at 6 in the morning. Second thing that dawned on me is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. There's a teenager, average height, average build, knee-length, black leather coat, short black hair and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd, and even more odd, he was eating an apple. He was very polite, asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, closed the door, and slid the security chain in place. A moment later, another knock I opened the now chain door, and before I could speak, he said, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I replied and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? And the man responded in a negative vulgarity and told him to leave. He said, My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing eyes as black as obsidian, and says, no, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I forced the door locked, uh, closed and locked it and called out to my wife. She's scared and hiding in the bedroom, all jacked up on adrenaline. I ripped the curtains back to look out the window, and he's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out onto the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. That was messed up, I think to myself. And as I turned to enter the house, I noticed a half-empty, a half-eaten apple laying on the ground. So there are there are several more stories that have a very similar uh, tent to them. So 
the the one thing I wanted to end on was a story. It says hoax revealed in April 2013. Hoax debunking site Snopes issued an article about the legend that analyzed its progression as an urban legend on the internet and questioned the authenticity of the stories, but without any conclusive evidence to reach a definite answer. However, seven years prior, a similar question was posted on the hoaxes website on August 6th of 2006. On October 24, 2007, user DB left a comment linking to several news groups, archives, dating back to July and August of 97, especially the following extract hinting that Brian Bethel, the first original account of the legend, may have fabricated his story entirely in order to create a, uh, create a spreading scary tale. And then suddenly, at the end of this article, was another little blurb that said, White-Eyed Kids. On March 26th of 2013, an alleged story describing what happened to someone who let one of the black-eyed kids enter their house was posted on the Pararational para website. On May 25th, user Spirit posted a comment asking about the existence of WEKs, or white-eyed kids. It was the first reported instance of a name given to a new kind of paranormal entity related to the legend, although their eyes are entirely white instead. While not being as prevalent on the net as the former legend, WEKs began circulating on the para-rational website and other paranormal-related hubs. So see, it's not that hard to get a whole line of stories going. A local, a local legend that I've talked about is the legend of the haunted railroad tracks here in San Antonio, where they talk about a bus that was full of kids and it stalled on the railroad tracks and the train came along and hit the bus killing the kids and just causing all kind of mangled damage well the problem is that accident while it did happen did not happen in san antonio it happened in utah back in the 30s and the the thing was that something that big was was um reported all over the country and it just somehow got sunk into the San Antonio mindset and became a local legend. And it just so happened we had a, a set of tracks that are on a gravity hill. So it lends credence to kids pushing you across the tracks. So anyway, I, I don't really have a lot more to say about the Black Eyed Kids. Again... I don't know whether to believe them or not. It's never happened to me. I've never seen a kid like this. I personally, I have some feelings that it's mostly fake, that it's just somebody passing on a story to keep it going. Um, so if you've had an experience with one, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, if you've had an experience with more than one, I'd like to hear from you. Um, I don't want friend-to-friend -friend stories, though. Uh, you know, my cousin John had an experience 20 years ago. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for personal experiences. If you want to send me a story, go ahead and send it to me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook.
or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. That's Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or Terry's Mysterious Moments on gmail.com or at gmail.com. That's all I have for this week. Um, Glad you're listening. Let me hear from you. Give me some story ideas. Give me some questions. Let's talk. You have a good week, and we'll talk to you again.